What's up, Dialed fam? Welcome to episode 175 of the Dialed Health Podcast. My name is Derek Teal. I'm the owner and head coach here at dialedhealth.com, which is strength training for cyclists. Today, we're recording. It is January 10th, a Wednesday, 2024, and I have the privilege of sitting down with Ethan Jones. You guys might know him as EJ, aka EJ's Training Camp, who you can follow on YouTube because he has been documenting his cycling journey that has led him to lose over 70 pounds. It is an insane story that we're going to get into today, and the best part about it is that EJ doesn't hold back on specifics of his history. He doesn't hold back on what he did food tracking wise, what he did riding wise, mistakes he's made along the way. And he actually documents this really well in a recent video he put up. And I've known EJ for just about a year now. And even though I've known his story, I've spent time with him, this video really completed the whole journey. It made so much of it make sense to me, and I'm so happy that he created it. So I highly recommend checking out his transformation video where you'll see his before and afters. You will also see the progress he's made working his way through the ranks in the racing scene. So that will be below in the description along with EJ's Instagram handle because he has amazing content across the board. So very excited to finally have him on the podcast and actually talk about this in depth, and I hope you guys love it. And if you do, please rate and review the podcast, whether that's on Apple or Spotify. It really does make a difference in showing the popularity of the show, how loyal the audience is, and also helping the algorithm, however that works on podcasts. I don't know if anyone really has that figured out, but thanks for taking the time to do that. And you can also go to dialedhealth.com, start a seven-day free trial, and get strength training today. Whether you have no equipment at all or access to an entire gym, whether you're in the season, out of the season, experienced or not experienced, whether you're riding four hours a week or, well, I was going to say 40 hours a week, but let's just say 30. <laughs> Even that's insane. 20 plus hours a week, there's a program that will likely be perfect for you. Now, without further ado, let's dive into the episode with Ethan Jones, aka EJ, aka EJ's training camp. EJ, I know we haven't known each other for that long, but this kind of feels like it's overdue. How are you doing, man? Dude, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, we've, we've talked about doing this before, definitely. Um, and I know we haven't known each other that long, but still, dude, you're, you're an awesome guy to have in my corner and I appreciate you. Just want to start off by saying that. Well, back at you, man. I've been loving your journey. And the thing that really made me seal the deal on booking you for this podcast was the recent video that you put out about how you transformed your body. It is an insane look into the the real life transition someone's go someone goes through to gain a lot of weight and also to lose a lot of weight. In fact, you lost was it seventy pounds in five months? Oh God, yeah, I, I think I think seventy. Well, yeah, I started at like two fifty six, ended at one eighty, give or take. Um, yeah, it's about seventy pounds in five months. And again, if if you guys haven't seen this video before watching this podcast, I don't want you to think. Oh my gosh, 70 pounds of 70 pounds in five months. Like, I should do that. That's great. Definitely, I made some mistakes. I was very clear about that in the video. And I've tried to be very clear about that in every process. I think I was in way too low of a caloric deficit. Like, I, I, I want to preface that because I don't want people to watch the video and be like, oh, dude, this is awesome. This is clickbait. I could do this. I should do this. I, I, I don't know. Like that that was that was one part that was hard for me to tell about the story. I'm I'm sure you can touch on it more, but like you know that's definitely a little bit too low of a deficit. Yeah, we will go into that. I'm very interested, especially in your first month because you lost 36 pounds. <laughs> and obviously, it's not all fat, but we want to talk about what else that could be. But 
I think it's a good idea to not glamorize that drastic weight loss. And at the same time, you got to applaud yourself. I, I think what's frustrating is that you'll have this hugely positive life change, even if it is a little extreme, you're going too far, you're not doing things perfectly, but then people will still criticize it. And that's what drives me nuts is like, you'll do this great thing. And people say, yeah, but that's not healthy to do it like that. Oh, you should. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait. Like, I don't, like, what makes you think I have it figured out? This is just my journey and I'm trying. And I like, and so I'm happy that you preface that, but I also want to just give, I think the other perspective that people don't talk about, which is just because you are losing a lot of weight doesn't mean it's a perfect process. And I know just from, you know, spending time together in the last year that, the journey continues. Like you're really learning how to find maintenance and maintain this new low weight because there's triggers that happen and (laughs) it can put you back in your old lifestyle. Um, It's like when my wife goes out of town, I turn into college Derek, you know? Oh my God, dude, you and I've talked about that way too many times. Um, Well, yeah, we'll we'll get into into that story in a second, but I just want to preface by saying thank you. Like I I appreciate that side. Honestly, I haven't really thought about that side until you just said that so that's like a that's that's something for me to think about and i actually appreciate that dude good to hear well let's jump into the point where you did start gaining weight because as people will see in the video you have a very athletic history uh Mm -hmm. collegiate baseball you were playing basketball you uh had a brief stint in downhill mountain biking and so you have this athletic history that basically started slowing down when COVID came around. And so what what changed in your life at that time? And what did the weight gain look like? Dude, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to a lot changing at that specific time. I mean, it was just like everything went from full gas, you know, like playing basketball every day, hanging out at school. I was in college at the time too. Oh man, we're at home. I don't even know if I can go to the grocery store, right? Like right, right when COVID hit, you know, no matter how you saw it, like for the first couple weeks, it was just like pfft, everything just stops. And it was it was a very surreal time. Um, I, like I said in the video, referring back to that, my fiance and my fiance and I moved in with her parents because we had to stay in Oregon, and they were in Oregon because we were still finishing out college, and we didn't know when we were going to go back or what was happening. Um, and moving in with her mom, bless her heart, shout out you, Carrie Zayas, love her to death, but she is a southern cooking woman you know just lots of butter lots of fat oh my god dude some of the best food man but then when you combine that with me now not being active and throughout the day i just sit there all day watch tv finish school and then eat dude it's it's a recipe for disaster unfortunately you know and i put on for that while we were in quarantine i mean i put on 30 pounds i think quick dude i want to say within like a month or two about 25 can, can you to 30 tell people pounds. how tall you are too because oh yeah you are a tall you're a bigger dude in general like you what are you six two six four i'm like six three six three yeah right in the middle there yeah yeah so i mean like that that is something that i get a question about a lot and i will say that on this podcast for for everyone to see i, I am six three because people are like oh my god man you're, you're huge how are you so heavy i'm like well i'm tall i'm just a, a big dude in general but you know that's that's beside the fact but yeah i put on that weight pretty quickly but like like i said in the video i mean it didn't really bother me um because i didn't think about body composition right this is something that i want to touch on there's a lot of different ways for my body to be at 200 pounds right like when i was in 
college training, baseball, lifting, focusing on eating protein, you know, tracking my macros, really making sure that I hit protein goals, but I was still in a surplus, but I was putting on a lot of muscle, right? Like that 200 pound body composition is way different than the body composition that I was at 200 pounds, uh, you know, during quarantine. And that is a difference that I didn't make in my head at the time. And I, I kind of wish I did, um, you know, cause I feel like I would have made some changes quicker, but I let myself just go based on purely the number without really looking in the mirror, if that makes sense, right? Like I let the weight on the scale really, really drive my my journey. And I, I kind of feel like that's not the best way to go about it. If, if I could do something differently, that's what I would do. So you would look at the body composition and is that maybe some, some actual metrics could have helped. I know that you mentioned yeah. you wish you got a DEXA scan uh, <laughs> or circumference or something like that. Because I will say just looking at the mirror can yeah. also be deceiving because Definitely. let's just say you do put on 30 pounds in a couple of months. It's still little by little over that period of time. So you become accustomed to the new way that you look and it's so subtle. You know, That's it's and, and I mean, how many people have had that feeling where you do gain weight and it's not until you see a photo where you're like, whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> and then it, it hits you as to the fact that you've gained weight. So I think that having, I mean, my advice from a trainer's perspective would be to have some outside metric, whether that's a circumference yeah. or a body fat scan or something, because the visual may not be enough. Yeah. But the, the DEXA scan is a great idea. I, I, again, touch on that in the video. I really wish I went and got that. But at the time, I mean, once you realize it, or at least once I realized it, because long story short, um, you know, I continued down that path, didn't change anything. Before I know it, I'm 256 pounds. I was doing a lot of traveling for work. You know, I mean, eating out every freaking meal, which is something I want to touch on a little bit later. But, you know, if, if it's just a recipe for disaster, you know, if, if you don't take time for yourself and make those adjustments, it's just, it's going to keep going downhill. But yeah, before I knew it, 256 pounds. And man, I think the first time that I really realized it, just like you said, is when someone showed me a photo of myself and I looked at my face. Like when you're like, when, when I get, you know, a little bit chunky, my face really starts to puff up. And that was like, I was like, oh, wow. You know, you could re, you could really see the difference. And that's when it really started to hit hard. So can we go into that progression because, uh, or with your work at least, because yeah. you had, it's funny, the video game history that you talk about, <laughs> and that's kind of what taught you to edit videos. But yeah. then you use that to actually start editing videos for vloggers in the golf industry. And you're traveling yeah. the world. You're working 100 hours a week. You're door dashing every single meal because there's no time to cook <laughs> anything. You're on the road. And yeah. so that was, I guess, that next step for you to gain Definitely. that final amount of weight. And so I think in the video you mentioned your uh, – you're now fiance getting very mm -hmm. concerned for you. Yeah. Uh, but what was the turning point where you literally drew a line in the sand and you're like, okay, enough is enough. Dude, honestly, um, the turning point wasn't as strict as a lot of people think. It kind of happened a little bit more gradually. Um, it's, it's easier to tell it as a strict line and a story, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's really like it, you know what I mean? Like it kind of, kind of ebbs and flows. Like in the story that I wrote out as a little bit more strict than, how it actually happened. 
um, to, so let, let's rewind a little bit. Yeah, I, I started production company with my buddy, which was amazing. I honestly wouldn't change any part of that. Like, I think that was something that really set me up for success today. So, like, I feel like at some point, you know, you might have to go through something like this in your life, and that's okay. You know, I, I do want to like preface and say that, dude, it's totally okay to put on weight and put something aside for a little bit if you need to hustle something else out. You know, like I think that sometimes life just presents itself that way and that's okay. That's that's just what I believe. I mean, you might you might think about it differently, but sometimes like you just got to go through that hustle, you know? Um so yeah, we were working 100-hour weeks, DoorDash every meal, traveling around the world, you know, freaking flying to Dubai, which was awesome, super super cool experience and you know, like I said in my video, a lot of people might think it's a dream, but for me, it just kind of really started to crash my mental health. And Alyssa, my fiance, really started to notice that, you know, because it's like, man, you cannot just survive off two to three hours of sleep a night, you know, multiple nights a week. Like, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. You can make it, you know, a couple months, which I think we did that for actually almost like 11 or 12 months straight, just 100 hour weeks, boom, not a lot of sleep, DoorDash every meal, rinse and repeat. Um, yeah. And then it kind of just all came crashing down. I mean, one of the moments that I remember specifically is, I don't even know if you know the story. Alyssa and I were moving to Texas. We were, um, our original plan was to move to Texas. We'd rented a house, signed a lease in Texas to move there. And literally on the way down to Texas, we were staying in LA. The next day we we're going to drive to Arizona and then drive to Dallas where we we're going to live. Um, the guy, the golf guys that I was working with at the time, called me said there's change of plans we kind of got to like shift some stuff around and right in there i was like oh okay um i don't you know I, I didn't really like the shift that they had in the direction of the business so listen i took like a day or two and decided to call the whole thing off not move to texas we moved from oregon at the time we ended up having our stuff shipped to northern california decided to move here so i could actually work with norcal cycling jeff linder um, and right when I got back into NorCal is when stuff kind of just started to happen on its own. I would say I dropped probably 10 pounds without even realizing it just because I was a little bit more active here. I was with my childhood friends is where I grew up here. I started playing baseball again, um, for like a local men's league team, just kind of got myself a little bit more outside. And then, like I said, I was working for Jeff at the time. So, you know, that's when the story continues in August of 2022. And I picked up cycling. I love that because you didn't necessarily change anything internally, but you changed yeah. your environment. Yeah. And it shows the impact that it had because even though the first thing you did was start playing some baseball with, yeah. you know, friends from childhood, that was it, what it sounded like enough to get the ball rolling. And then the exactly. natural progression of, working with Jeff at NorCal Cycling. You're editing his videos. Obviously, you're getting on the bike. I'm sure, you know, my videographers are always on bikes or electric <laughs> skateboards or something. So I'm sure yeah. there was a point where he's like, hey, you're going to have to get on a bike because we need to go here. <laughs> and so anyways, I could see how that would happen so naturally. And yeah. so you start naturally dropping the weight. Um, and I also, before I let you take it back over here, just want to tell you it's rad you point out it wasn't this like flip of a switch and it was somewhat of a slow transition uh, because that is also very real life like as glamorous it is to be like 
I just woke up one day and I was a different person. Yeah. But you know, like that's completely, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's just it, not it reality. Kind, it kind of, I mean, it does happen. I will say yeah. the last podcast, I read a testimonial of a guy who had that moment at, after a doctor's office and he left okay. and his doctor was like, Hey, you need to go fill these medications because you're hypertensive and we need to correct it. And he was just like, no, he's like, this is my fault. I can change this. And he did. Wow. So it does happen, but it's good to see the other side of it. Um, so anyways, you, you start progressively losing weight. You're cycling more. Take it from there. Yeah. I mean, I just want to, you know, circle back with what you just said with that testimonial. Testimonial. If, if you do, if you did that or you have that switch, like that's amazing. I just don't think I have that kind of willpower. I had to have something happen more naturally. And I'm happy to admit that like, I don't have that kind of self-control. Like I talked about in the five month, like the, you know, my video, the five month body transformation, I tried for a couple months to count calories and be strict and boom, you know, switch it just like from Monday to Tuesday, right? Like, okay, Monday I'm eating like crap. And then Tuesday, all of a sudden, boom, like this, this is going to be the new me. Dude, I tried that like seven times, eight times, you know, just like it didn't, it didn't really stick for me, you know, and if you're struggling with making that switch, try to let something happen a little bit more naturally, you know, like just go pick up riding on your bike. You don't have to count calories at first, but then once you see like a little bit of change, you start with 30 minutes on the bike, dude, once you see change, man, it is the most powerful thing. And I'm, I'm sure you can touch on that too. Um, but yeah, so sorry, I just had to preface that. I want to get that out. Like, I think that's a, a that, that's a good message. Uh, but yeah, to 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 go into what happened with Jeff and NorCal Cycling, yeah. So in August, I bought I bought a bike mainly, mo- like because I was motivated by watching Jeff ride. You know, I was I was around bikes a lot. We just gotten back from Intelligentsia, which is a race out in Chicago. I was around a ton of bikes and I was like, dude, this is, this is sick. Maybe this is something that I want to pursue, something that I want to do, you know, and not just be a videographer. Like I was like, you know, I had a little bit of biking experience, not really much on the road. Um, but I was like, maybe, maybe I could try this. Maybe I could get into it, see what it's like. So I bought a bike and, uh, actually while we were in Intelligentsia, it got shipped to me in August and up started riding. And like I said, in my five month transformation video, when I first started riding, it was all focused on just losing weight, right? I was I was using that as a catalyst to, you know, up my caloric maintenance, basically make myself in more of a deficit that was a little bit easier to handle. Um, and I'm, I'm, I think you'll be able to elaborate and explain a little bit more how that works. Um, like I, I understand in my head, but I kind of, it's hard for me to put into words. I don't really have that much of a, of a grasp on how like your BMR will drop as you drop weight and like your caloric maintenance will go up. Like that's, we'll save that for, for Derek to go into, but yeah, long story short, you know, hopped on the bike and, uh, man, it was, it, it truly was like a life changing thing that I am, I'm very thankful for two wheels, man. Like they're, <laughs> they'll do something to you. Yeah. And so you were inspired by Jeff, uh, as, and you went to Intelligentsia Cup, huge crit race yeah. out there. And, or actually, is that a is that a multi day road, or is it like a multi day crit. crit? Yeah, it's like eleven days of crit racing. Eleven. That's right. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, come back inspired from there. I'm sure talking to Jeff, you had some like a, a fast track into training, and you're mm-hmm. able to get a lot of your questions answered, which is really cool. And I know he's got some amazing content uh, to support people out there. If you guys wanted to check that out, but 
what point were you tracking and in that 800 to 1,000 calorie deficit that you mentioned in the video? Yeah. So honestly, right when I got the bike, I started tracking calories and food because um, I was tracking pretty much that whole time just without success, right? Like I was tracking what I was intaking using my fitness pal, um, but I was like going thousands of calories over each day you know and just like yeah whatever like like i still have the food logs for it but i was just tracking to track one i I do want to say if if you are in this situation i think you and i talked about this but a great way to start is do like a week or 10 days don't change anything your diet if you have no prior knowledge of how nutrition works don't change anything your diet and just track your food yeah and then you can see like what works what has bad nutrition and like what has a lot of saturated fat you know stuff that you're like oh okay maybe i shouldn't eat that twinkie like i didn't really realize what was in that how many calories you know um well and you learn how to track itself because it does take some skill you know one thing i've realized is that as i've tracked food if there's ever a point where i need to just lose a few pounds or check my weight i can do it so quickly now because i just know how to track food and when you don't know you get in a bind oftentimes where you go over on calories, for instance, but you don't have another food option uh, accessible at that time, or you literally don't know how to track this certain type of food. And so you, you find yourself in these like sticky situations where it does slow down the progress and that's okay. That's just part of the journey and learning. Uh, But I think your advice is incredible. It's don't even worry about changing what you're doing. Just start tracking everything you're eating and it'll teach you how to actually weigh and measure food, scan labels, uh, insert meals and create all those libraries. But but you'll get an idea of truthfully what you're doing at that time. Uh, and, And to be honest, people know who've listened to the podcast for a long time, Oreos are one of the foods that I almost have zero power over. But tracking made me really get, I would say it, it, it realized, it made me realize like yeah. how much specifically Oreos were holding me back because, uh, the, the amount of calories is just unbelievable. And Dude. so, yeah. yeah and, or the, the, the Ben and Jerry's like you just learn and you're like, okay, I need to make sure that I can afford this type of calorie because as good as it is, I'm never satisfied when I eat it until my stomach is sick. That's how I used to eat all this junk food. And if I go to that point, which I don't feel like there's any in between, it's going to be like 1500 calories at the minimum. So it it is crazy to, to understand those things. And I think that's really, really good, good advice. So, so you basically just started tracking it. You realize you're eating way too many calories. And then Mm -hmm. how did you get to the point where you could like continually nail a deficit? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was with riding because, like I said, that catalyst really helped to have something a little bit more active. Because you know, let's let's put it into an example, right? My fitness pal, again, I touched on this in the video, but I'm just going to use it for an example. Had me, if I would eat, you know, like they had my BMR at 1700, so I'd have to eat something lower than that in order to lose weight, right? Like they were saying, I was probably burning around 17 to 1800 calories a day because you know i really wasn't moving so like it was a bmr of 1700 basically meaning that if i just sit there and do nothing my body will burn 1700 calories which again i'll talk about in the video definitely inaccurate but whatever um you live and you learn so that was my starting number and then for a while like i said i was trying to eat 
two to 300 calories under that. So 14 to 1500 calories a day, which if you know, I mean, if, if you track calories and listen to this and you track calories, dude, it is not, not possible for someone that is, that was as big as me. Like, it's just so freaking hard. Um, being, you know, six, three, 256 pounds, trying to get 1500 calories. Like, dude, I, that's a breakfast for me. That's like literally what I had for breakfast today. You know, um, <laughs> not like n- not even a joke. Um, so, but then once I started using riding, you know, I could ride for an hour to two hours and burn anywhere from seven to 1800 calories, depending on how hard I went. So you add that into, you know, because I did this riding faster without any nutrition, again, purely focused on weight loss, not on performance. You add that into your maintenance calories. If, if you do that daily, boom, you go from eating 1500 to 3000, 3200, you know, so then I could eat 2800 and still be in that deficit 20, 24, 2500, which again, definitely a little bit too low. But I preface this, it was much easier having that catalyst of something to up your caloric maintenance for me, at least like I was like, okay, 2700, I felt a lot better eating that even doing exercise than eating 1500 without doing exercise. Oh, that's awesome. And so that led to you losing 34 pounds basically in a month. Yeah. And you had brought up in the video, you're like, okay, there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat. Yeah. And so there's, I, I was, you, you acknowledge that you're in probably too big of a deficit with the riding that you were taking on, but also that you still weren't in such a deficit to where you would lose that amount of uh, fat purely just because of one pound being 3,500. So I will agree that a lot of it has to do with bloat, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you stop overeating, uh, you mentioned eating a whole box of Cheez-Its at 2 a.m. The amount of sodium (laughs) is probably terrifying (laughs) if we went and looked at it. And even though, again, we need to load up with sodium, I usually start a lot of rides with like a thousand milligrams of sodium in a bottle. You need it, but at specific times. So I do agree that a lot, it's pretty crazy to think about how much weight could have been in just water weight and bloat initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also your ability to, to not put that back on because of the exercise. It's like your body yeah. is just working so much better. And so you're basically on track at this point, you're losing weight, you're progressing in riding fast <laughs> because you're putting in the work. Yeah. And it, like, it's actually kind of amazing, like at how fast, but then you think about your athletic history, you think about the people you've been surrounding yourself with over the last year and, and the work you've been putting in, it's like, okay, this actually makes a lot of sense now. And I'll, I'll attest to that because we did a gravel race, uh, in October and one of yeah. the polls you did on our openers the day before was so hard <laughs> that in your draft, I was thinking, dude, you need to chill. Because yeah, the way you went hard on the flats was crazy to me. Oh, um, thank you. And uh, and actually, you guys won a stage basically. Uh, you and your teammates um, yeah. just pulling super hard like that. So, anyways, <laughs> you've made this insane progression, and you got to the point where you continued that path until you reached somewhat of a goal weight. Like you said, you dropped all the way to one eighty. Yeah. So I, I did drop all the way to 180. I would say probably once I hit that goal weight in December was when I really started to switch to, oh, I'm going to actually take training to the next level and focus on performance and, you know, see see what we could do with the cycling thing. But yeah, I mean, basically by the middle of December was when I hit that hit that weight loss goal, man. And then, like I said, made that switch to performance. And then it was kind of just like, 
okay, we're here. How do we maintain weight and then gain strength from here on out? And that was December of 2022, because at that yeah. point you hit weight loss goal and then you are focusing on performance. And this is kind of where I meet you in 2023. Yeah. And so can I ask, when did you know you were at your goal weight? Ooh, that's a, that's a really amazing question. Honestly, um, I was kind of like, like I touched on the video, 180 to 185 whenever I weighed myself, you know, um, from sophomore year of high school to senior year of college, which I didn't weigh myself very often, but I always saw myself around that number. And at that time, I was pretty happy with my body, right? I was... It could do everything I wanted it to do. Um, I had no real issues with how it looked. Um, and so just being able to go back to that mindset and that state of mind was something that I was chasing. So I kind of had that number in my head, um, you know, and I knew that basically based off my perform, like my appearance in the mirror, I was like, I don't know if I could go much lower than this and, you know be like be healthy at the time so i was like okay let's uh let's like reel the tracking back in um and then honestly right after i got to that goal weight from this this is something i didn't talk about in the video because it i, I don't know like um from december on like to maybe actually probably january on i didn't track anymore like i just went based off feel which i think is something that you can touch on but it's very powerful in order to make something sustainable right like once you get to that goal weight i feel like you can kind of understand your body again on when you're full like stuff like that and the the sooner you can learn that it's a little bit more powerful to be sustainable because it you i, I mean I, I could be wrong but i could not track year round everything i ate constantly 24 7 i think that's just not sustainable i mean i i, I you don't even do that right Oh no, no, dude. I track maybe two months out of the year tops. Yeah. And you know, it, like right now I'm tracking for the Dowd Hill Shred in January. I likely won't track again for the year unless I feel like I, or, or unless the scale's coming up or I feel like I need to kind of recalibrate. But I, I think it's a good point you make because the goal of tracking is to not just track forever. The goal of tracking is to, to do it, to learn what your body actually needs uh, to be at maintenance or in a deficit. And in that process, you'll learn so much about food that intuitively you'll be able to make better decisions without tracking. Like you just can't look at food the same. And not only that, but to hit my numbers when I first started tracking, I had to change meals. And for my, my example is always breakfast. You know, I would used to eat four whole eggs, two slices of toast with half an avocado over the top. And I realized this is all beautiful, healthy food but it's way too high in fat and actually not as much protein as I want to hit my actual goals. Yeah. So now what I'll do is I'll, if I ever have avocado toast, I'll have less. I switch to sourdough bread because it's way less fat and delicious. And instead of four whole eggs, I do one full egg and then six egg whites. And I, I add a little bit of cheese too because I realize the fat from cheese is lower than all the yolks and it tastes better. And so you manipulate meals like that and they stick around. Yeah. You know, It's not like once you track and stop, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, we're going to switch all the meals back to what I was doing when I was at a weight I was unhappy at. Yeah, it, it sticks with you. And so that's the thing is, I just don't think people can intuitively make the best decisions until they have some something to ground them, whether that's food tracking, or whether that's like, 
you know, a restriction somewhere. I hate to say it. Like, I don't know how you go from overweight and feeling out of control with your diet to not without some form of a restriction. Like it gets yeah. such a bad rap, but I'm like, what's the difference between restrict restricting yourself from eating too, or excuse me, spending too much money or having a budget or spending the time to get a degree or putting in, like you said, you have to do unsustainable things for a short period of time to move the needle in specific areas of your life. Just yeah. like you said, and you know, it's unsustainable, but you can't get there unless you attack it with that, with that aggression. And that's what I think food tracking really is. And, and, that's why I only do it like for one portion of the year, not the entire year. Dude, Sorry I'm that got so passionate. No, you're, you're, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Like, I mean, I, I think you make an amazing point with restrictions. I have to have some sort of restriction. Um, it's just how, like, it's just how my brain works. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I will happily admit I do not have the best willpower when it comes to food. Like, I have, I have trouble. Like, I could go in the fridge and probably eat 2,500 calories right now, you know, um, but having some sort of restriction really, really helps for me right now. What that is, is I'm trying to cook uh, every, every meal throughout the day, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm trying to have some aspect that I go in the kitchen and make myself like I made, you know, I've been making pancakes or protein pancakes from scratch every morning with whey protein, making the whole scratch, all that stuff, like stuff like that or making my own bread, you know, something has to be there for me. And I feel like that's okay. I, I, a lot of people say that's unhealthy. Um, but I think that's okay. I think it's fine to have a restriction. That's my take, you know, sue me in the comments down below, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's your perspective of the restriction. Uh, there's a yeah. really great quote. It's, uh, focus on your problems and your goals disappear. Focus on your goals and your problems disappear. Wow. And so if you are focused on your restriction, and you see it as a way of like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And you agonize over that opposed to, I don't want to do this because I'm so focused on my goal or I'm so focused on my goal that I, I don't need to do that right now. And that is the, that is the barrier that I need to overcome. It, I think it's more of how you present it. It's like you can agonize over it and just focus on the fact that you have a restriction and, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do this. Or you can say, I want to do this. And yeah. to get there, this is the process. And that's what you commit to, you know? And, and dude, that, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, dude, that is like such a great mindset to have. But I can see that we're, we're creeping up uh, over on time. And again, thank you so much for having me, dude. Honestly, if you guys want to watch that full video, my five-month five month body transformation, please go check that out. It would, <laughs> it would help out a lot. But yeah, Derek, thank you, much, thank you so much for having me on, man. Again, um, if you guys have any questions for me or Derek, we I think you, you try to respond to a lot of Instagram DMs. I do as well. Um, so that's a great way to find both of us if you have any more further questions about this conversation. Yeah, I'll make sure that your video is linked in the description and oh, also you. your Instagram as well if people want to get in touch with you. And yeah, dude, I really appreciate it. In fact, the story continues. I want to get into more uh, of your maintenance journey. But yeah. we'll save that for another episode, man. It'd be awesome to have you back. And uh, I just pre appreciate the transparency on the whole journey, man. It's it's so inspiring, especially where uh, the Dialed fam is right now uh, in the Dialed Hell Shred. So, yeah, All dude, right. thanks for, for the honesty. And, uh, you know, just thanks for inspiring everybody. I, I know that your journey has. Like, I'd be shocked if you weren't getting people mentioning that at, at the least. So, uh, 
keep going. Dude, we're cheering you on and we'll have right. you back soon to kind of talk about maintenance moving forward. Definitely, dude. I, I really appreciate that, you know, and at some point you just got to start moving forward. Thanks, dude. Come on now. The perfect ending. All right. Later, bro. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dialed Health Podcast. That story from EJ was so inspiring, and I'm really excited to get him back on to talk about what he's experienced now maintaining his weight. Because there have been ups and downs as he really experienced his first off-season after such a full year of racing and training, and we're going to get into it soon. But go and show your love by checking out EJ's channel, also his Instagram, and hopefully sharing this story with a friend that could benefit from it. Also, if you want to show the world that you're listening to the podcast, please screenshot that you're listening to the story or share a direct link from Spotify and tag myself and tag EJ. That'll be huge. We'll do our best to repost it. And until I catch up with you on Tuesday, start moving forward.